everyone to this episode of Yankee and the Brit. Today we're going to be talking about cancel culture. So this one, uh, not as fun as our last couple. It's really easy to get caught up in this one in terms of politics and things of the sort. So I'm going to go ahead and start it off and just give a brief description on what cancel culture actually is. Um, it just describes a form of boycott. Boycotting is something that we've done for a long, long time already. I feel like we just take it to the extreme with cancel culture. Uh, the called out person is also thrust out of social or professional circles on social media or the real world, um, sometimes both. And that's when they are said to be canceled. So I wanted to start it off with kind of a question that has multiple, multiple answers or explanations to it. So cancel culture, do you think it's a force for good or is it a threat to our American First Amendment, which is the freedom of speech? I think it's one of those things where it falls into a gray area and it can go either way because it has its, um, it's got its benefits in the, you can take some down some real monsters and some real horrible people. Now, first point I want to make on this is I think people don't need to be perfect in their real lives, you know, to be a really good professional, to be a great actor, to be talented, to be a celebrity no one's perfect absolutely no one you know we seem to think that they're going to be squeaky clean um but we all say stupid shit we all make mistakes the problem is that these people that are in the spotlight or people that are high powered and put them on this pedestal because they got some kind of talent or some kind of set of skills that sets them apart from the general populace yeah so but, they have that that platform that, they have that most platform people don't and, have yeah and there's an and there's an idolizing side to it or a perception that in some way they're better than us or higher than us and we want them to be perfect but they're not no one is perfect they're just humans and their experience is something that the vast majority well no humans in any human history has ever experienced before and that is the exposure level we're not evolved to you know um to be able to deal with this kind of pressure on us on us and every single aspect of our lives and our mentality is not supposed to be drawn out for the entire world to see yeah yeah and as a uh, being a uh, an outspoken person myself and you know being your friend for the amount of years that I have been, I know you are as well. We've, uh, <laughs> we've had some interesting back and forth with people, uh, mostly on the internet. It's just a fun place to do it. So yeah, nobody's perfect. I know I've said some stupid shit that I regret. You know, Absolutely. Everybody, and, and everybody. I think the key question is, and it's what I think it all boils down to is for something to be offensive is it about the content of what you say or is it about the intent of what you say so one would think it would be about the intention are you intentionally trying to hurt someone um, absolutely but people still get canceled just for stating facts uh, that was another another thing i had uh i kind of had written down here is uh 
is anyone really immune from it? Like what amount of money does it take for you to be, I guess you could say safe uh, because there's plenty of A-list celebrities that have been canceled for things that they've said. But if you want to go political with it, there's someone like a Donald Trump who mocked a disabled man, has made bigot remarks, racist remarks, and he's idolized. I think it's, it's I don't think it is just about demographic. I think it all comes down to a public perception of who you are. So if you're a man like Donald Trump, your public perception is a guy who will say anything and do anything from the from the get go. You're already this man of I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. So when you say something like that, it's expected of you. Whereas when you get someone who is supposedly squeaky clean, we'll sure give examples soon. And then they come out and say something that seems unexpected for what you have imagined them to be it then destroys your image of what this perfect person was. Exactly, exactly. So that's how I kind of go along with things. People know that I'm an outspoken person. They kind of expect it of me. I don't pretend yeah. to be someone who's not, because if I don't agree with something, I'm going to let them know. And I try to be civil about it, but I'm sometimes I can get emotional, you know? Um, but it, it's, it's expected. I don't pretend to be this squeaky clean guy, like you would say. Uh, so yeah. when I do say something that's a little outlandish, I guess you can call it, it doesn't draw so much of an attention. It's just more like, well, that's just John, that's just Yankee being Yankee, you know? <laughs> and I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that um, comedians have said, which if any other person in the media had said, they'd be gone. But because mm -hmm. we know that a comedian is making the joke, it's our perception of them. We already know that they don't have the intent. They're just trying to make someone laugh. Exactly. Like a Dave Chappelle. Absolutely. I mean, Dave, Dave Chappelle, I mean, most of his jokes are racial. Uh, the majority, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, his, that's his thing. That's, that's how he's, he's made a career, and he's hilarious. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. It's fucking great. And that's that where was, it comes down to intent. And that was one of his points, though, using um, taking racism away as a weapon and using it for comedy, it kind of disarms... Uh, I forgot how he put it, but it would disarm the races, disarm the person trying to use it to cause harm and turns Absolutely. it into this thing that everyone can come together about and laugh. If someone calls you the N-word and you get offensive, that is a weapon they can use yeah. to upset you. And if someone calls you the N-word and you laugh about it, that's no longer a weapon. Yeah, It's nothing. It's just another word. Yeah, and I believe that's why I'm as self-deprecating as I am. Uh, if someone tries to make fun of me and I will roast myself worse than anyone else can roast me. And it's no longer fun for them. They just kind of move on and no one can roast me as well as I can roast me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I am an easy target Yeah, and no yet one... they're not good enough. <laughs> no one hates me more than me. You know? <laughs> oh no. I, I mean, I've got some horrible things to say about myself and they're all true. No, yeah, I do too. <laughs> I, I, I tell you regularly, you know? Yeah. You've got loads of horrible things to say about me that are all true as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you fucking crumpet eating bastard. So, <laughs> yeah. lucky I get a crumpet past this nose. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, another issue that you come across with is uh, there's people out there actively trying to cancel people. For example, Kevin Hart was supposed to host, I believe it was the Grammys or the Oscars. 
and they were giving him grief over something that he had tweeted over 10 years ago. So there's someone that doesn't agree with you. They're going to comb through 10 years worth of tweets and then try to nail you. So that's where, you know, I think that's when just people are taking it way, way too fucking far. This, this, the issue, the internet is so widespread. Anything anyone says, you said, there's going to be some number of people who don't like it, don't like that you've said it, don't like the content of what you said it, don't like the intent of what you've said. So once one of those people starts to push to get you off, others will follow because there will be a percent and it could be a very small percentage, but there's always a percentage there. But the power that the internet gives you and people feel this power when they're sitting and writing at their computer and, you know, they can say something, it can be heard by potentially millions of people. Again, we're not evolved to deal with this level of exposure and this, this, this power surge that you feel with your, you know, your little keyboard warriors and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a small there's also a small percentage of people a batshit crazy <laughs> yeah and they'll tear you down for anything that offends offends them or offends or offends them on behalf of someone else and they'll go find out where you work find out where you live they'll try and destroy your family life they'll try and destroy your job and the punishment should always fit the crime it's it's a staple of all society. It's how we try and keep everything at the right balance. And this mob mentality that an internet movement can give you just goes way too far. Yeah, it's literally the pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah. The way they can just take people down. Um, so that's one of the major things. Uh, we got people claiming cancel culture is infringing on our our First Amendment, the the freedom of speech. Uh, which for people who aren't aware for our UK friends out there, um, the language for our first amendment, it just, uh, this clause affords special protection in certain public places uh, for open speech activities that includes sidewalks, public ways. uh, And it just makes it hard for the government to tell us what and what not to say. Now there have been cases where they've gone beyond that and, People have been told to, you know, be quiet, shut up. Uh, but, and what the thing is with the, uh, with our amendments is a lot of it can be left up to interpretation. And uh, special cases, they can put some regulation on these, these rights of ours. So I didn't want to go too deep in, into the politics, but if we're speaking in a political stance, the right wing claims that the left wing uses this a lot to their advantage because as you could say, like right wing extremists are so much more outspoken uh, when it comes to cases of like immigration. Um, well, mostly the just term. immigration. That's, the that's term, usually the term, a big one. The big term that's used is hate speech. Yeah. And they've made attempts to try and ban hate speech. But the problem is, is when you enforce language that, is a form of oppression that's a form of you know silencing people making it so they can't say certain things is just it's beyond crazy it's why loads of people have got in trouble and the problem again what is an offensive joke by a comedian considered hate speech 
do we want to put comedians in prison for making jokes that again the intent isn't there yeah the content could be offensive to some people so is it then hate speech or is it offense speech why do we need to categorize all these versions of speech and that's where the water gets muddy of course we don't want people yeah yeah. And of course, we don't want people using language purposefully to upset people. Nobody really wants that. But as soon as you start enforcing something by law, it it opens it opens a can of worms. You know, yeah, <laughs> it, it becomes dangerous. Yeah, there's obviously there's a case of someone that I mentioned to you, which you hadn't heard of the other day, was Jordan Peterson. That was in Canada. So that was where they tried to enforce um, pronouns. So he, she, they, Z, however many it was at the time. It was 70 plus at the time, I think. And uh, I believe it was Trudeau because he's a very, very left wing progressive sort of guy. Uh, He wanted to make it law that if you didn't use their pronoun, then you would suffer a fine. And they were saying, oh, it's only a fine. You know, and and Jordan Peterson's point was, yeah, but what happens if you don't pay the fine? You could go to prison for not using someone's chosen pronoun. And it was like, and that is a step towards, uh, well, it's, it's tyranny. It's complete tyranny when you yeah. can't, when by using a word, you could be thrown in prison down the line you could be thrown in prison yeah that's, that's what he stood up against yeah that's that's stepping towards the places that don't have you know speed him speed him of reach <laughs> freedom of speech <laughs> you can't even speak so how uh, would you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm running off like three hours of sleep so yeah. we're talking about like our north korea's you know place where you say the wrong thing or you know russia you say the wrong thing and you're you're done you know you say something about putin They'll never see you again. They'll never find the body. And, uh, and considering America's opinion on Russia and how <laughs> awful they are, and yet they're going that way. We love Russia and yeah, Putin. Abs- well, we do, you know, because and we love Putin. We love Kim Jong-un, real, whichever generation it is now. <laughs> Chinese guy is great. Big yeah. fans of all of you. So then at, at what point does uh, Trudeau... Like, where's the line before it starts getting there? Placing these fines and putting people in jail. Exactly. And that's where it becomes an issue. And this, in fairness, I, I believe the article, I believe, was thrown out. And I'm sure Jordan Pearson was a massive part of that. The thing that was interesting is the amount of hate this man received because of it. I mean, he's a clinical psychologist. He's a, He works at a um, university. So I believe he was made to go on sabbatical from his work. There was people, I believe there was mobs trying to kill him, supposedly trying to kill him. They don't know what would have happened, but mob mentality makes you do all kinds of crazy things. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what's quite interesting is he ended up becoming a multi-multi-millionaire and he's selling out arenas because of it, which is quite, which is good because <laughs> he, the, the thing is, is so many people are trying to catch him in being this hateful, horrible person. He's been called a misogynist because most of the stuff that he talks about is more directed at males. It's not specific to males, but it's more directed at male. And his point is, but I am a male. So it's going to be more about males. <laughs> so 
that's just the way it is and if males are identifying it and i'm creating a society with um improved males what's wrong with that that benefits everyone especially in this political climate where women at the moment there's this me too culture um and all the other things going on about how men don't understand uh women's level of oppression walking down the street catcalling etc so if he's improving men and he's talking to men and he's making them better people it's fantastic isn't it and yet they're calling him a misogynist trying to do it (laughs) yeah i have a couple of friends that tell me stories of just their day-to-day life and how much it differs from mine absolutely the bullshit that they have to deal with and yeah like I never thought catcalling would be so much a problem. No. I, ne- I, w- I was never one to do it. I was always too shy for that anyway. But yeah, I never had the incentive. I never thought that it went. What do you think it's going to work? Do you think you make that noise and a girl's going to turn around and go, I love that noise. I must have you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've always <laughs> thought too. Like, do you really expect to get a rise out of that? And you know what? I've actually known a couple of, of women that would respond to that. Yeah. Yeah. And they, but, We'll just there leave was, it at that. Yeah. There was an interesting <laughs> there was an interesting thing that happened to me recently in the because there was this this girl had taken to TikTok, hadn't she? Or saw one of those where she was being catcalled and she started barking back at people. Yeah. I'm familiar. Yeah. Now I was on a popular dating app, which if they want to sponsor us, go for it, even though I've deleted it now, which I usually do. And there was a girl on there. She put her Instagram profile on there and wrote um, something like, um, don't use this much. DM me on Instagram. I went onto Instagram, messaged her, and she sent me back a voice message of her barking at me. Now, the only thing I could figure out, granted, I was high as fuck at the time, so I wasn't, ha- I wasn't sure what was going on. I was like... <laughs> Is this really happening or have I just entered a parallel universe where I'm supposed to talk in dog language? Yankee and the Brit supports <laughs> marijuana use. <laughs> Happy 420, guys. Missed it, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the only thing I could figure out is that she believed that I was calling her by slipping into her DMs, excuse the expression. Sliding in her DMs, yeah. But then she was on a dating app. She obviously made herself visible to males and she put her Instagram on there and said... DM me in there because I don't use the app and then acted as though I was being inappropriate by doing exactly what she'd said to do. So is this <laughs> Either acting... that or she was just a dog <laughs> or she was really <laughs> one, a dog. One or the other. You were getting catfished. But you were getting catfished. That seemed, no, it's dogfish, is it? Dogfish. Yeah. I guess dogfish, you could say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that seemed like a double standard to me. It seemed like you were trying to get people to do that so you could do that. Yeah, so is you're going to end up on one of her videos, like, I'm just baiting these men in so they could... Well, she she would pretend could... she wasn't baiting them in. She'd pretend she wasn't on this dating app and wasn't enticing men to come and talk to her. Yeah. And then they were just slipping into her DM. And you're just got... and you're just a creep, yeah. And, and you're just, just, you're just some creep sliding in her was, DMs. And then, what uh, I was asked to do. And then you're part of a video. Yeah. And, uh, and we're going to get... My video. And we're going to get cancelled for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I am a misogynistic and I, whatever, and I should be cancelled for it. Oh, yeah. For doing what a woman asked me to do. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> you are going to learn that 
Uh, if you ever get married, you are going to get yelled at for doing what you were asked to do. <laughs> get used to it, bud. It's going to happen. I just, I'm just going to turn gay, I think. <laughs> well, I have offered to marry you so you can come to the States. and Yeah, I know, but that doesn't work anymore. That's such a shame. <sighs> they're they're on to us. They've, they've got rid of that loophole. They have. Yeah. I'm just going to have to slip across the border like your ancestors did. <laughs> my my polish ones because they came by boat buddy yeah. oh, oh they didn't well i still counts as crossing a border <laughs> oh i know too many people that have actually done that yeah i gotta be very careful because i haven't done my ancestry yet so i'm not sure who i'm allowed to offend yeah oh i know who i can offend yeah i, I need to get a list let me do my ancestry so i've got a list yeah, Ready. yeah, yeah. We can't get cancelled just yet. We just started. Well, just hold off on cancelling us until I found out whether or not I've got to apologize for that remark. <laughs> you don't. I gave you permission. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly sure that I'm descended from Romanian gypsies. So, oh, you're a gypsy. I believe so. Yeah. So you're gonna rent an RV and then just like be a vagabond and travel around. You're thinking of American high-class gypsies. No, no, no. I, I'm descendant from horse-drawn carriage sort of gypsies. Is there a such thing as a high-class gypsy? If they've got an RV, there is. <laughs> RVs are expensive. That's the standard. Okay. <laughs> That's the standard. Oh, no. I was, uh, no, I'm not going to say that because I don't know if I am one yet. Next time, if I find out I am one, then I'll say what I was about to say. Yeah, you need to spit in that cup and send it off to 23andMe or whatever it is. 23 They're expensive, there. Are they like $120, $150 or something like that oh, to do yeah, those? I, I have no idea. I've never done it. Um, Ancestry.com, maybe. Yeah, I, th I think you have to pay a subscription to that. Why would I want to subscribe? That's how yeah. they get you. I'm completely anti all of that stuff. I don't believe that. I don't believe in nationalism. I don't believe that just because I'm descendant from someone that has any relevance to me whatsoever. I just, I just don't believe any of that. I'm, I'm me. I'm, I happen to be here. That's just where I am. And the fact that my family used to live there, it means nothing to me. It doesn't change my life. Yeah. It was beat into me when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, raised as a Mexican-American through their culture and their beliefs and all that stuff, which is great. But I was also taught of my Polish heritage, which here means I'm uh, dumb. And Yeah, and here means hardworking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a little bit of both. I'm kind of dumb, but I do work hard. I do work really hard. Yeah. Well... I suppose generally we consider them, they do the labor jobs and they do them far, far, far better than us. Well, so do the Mexicans too. So that's like, yeah, like double so the you've labor. Got, you've got it both ways. I feel, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not that guy though. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm white and I'm uh, obviously I've got white privilege, which is probably why I'm lazy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't know about that. I get followed around in convenience stores to make sure you're not stealing stuff, or because I'm brown, right? Yeah, 
I mean, I just get followed around because I'm just who wouldn't? Well, obviously, <laughs> who doesn't want to take a shot at the Brit? You know, I actually did get followed around. I tried to uh, marry you. Yeah, st- <laughs> <laughs> I actually did get followed around to school the other day. I was at college and part time. I do college, by the way. I'm not a full time college student. I'm not that clever. Do you call but- it college or <laughs> uni? <laughs> No, this is this is it's uni level course, but it's at a college. Okay. But anyway, there's a, there's a store right next to it. Of course, the college that I go to has people ranging from the age of sixteen up to whatever age. As obviously, I'm an adult learner, and they follow you around the store to make sure you're not stealing stuff. <laughs> so I was so close to just throwing it back in his face and going, "Just leave." You know, who do you think I am? I'm not one of these sixteen year old kids who thinks it's funny to steal a chocolate bar. I know. <laughs> I'm, in here, I'm in here buying like a sandwich and some milk <laughs> so I can make my tea later. I'm doing my weekly shop here. <laughs> yeah, I got followed around a, a convenience store one trading time. Cards. <laughs> this was a long time ago. I think I was looking at condoms too, which made it even better. <laughs> so I'm just looking at condoms and I'm like, <laughs> which ones can I do the most damage with, you know? <laughs> and uh, this guy, I noticed he just keeps like inching toward me and he's just like looking at the corner and I, I kind of look at him and he's like, can I help you? And I was like, do you want to watch me try them on? Like, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm good, man. Thank you. And he's just like, oh, okay. Do you have the XXL version? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have the Magnums? Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to need those. No. Yeah, that's nice. I'm going to put one of the, each one of those on my feet where I'm going. It's, <laughs> it's dirty on the floor where I'm going. Yeah, I lost my water socks. I... I'll, I'll have the extra mediums, please. Extra medium, yes. Extra medium. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So uh, while we're going to the end here, I just wanted to, I have a couple of notable cancellations here. Yeah. And I guess we can see if they were really, uh, worthy of being canceled. So I have one from Jimmy Fallon, who more recently than not got canceled for an SNL sketch in the year 2000. He did an impression of Chris Rock, but he did it in blackface. <sighs> and Chris Rock has addressed this and said he had no problems with it, that it was funny as hell. Jimmy's his guy. But back then, I I'm, I don't want to say black then back then blackface wasn't an issue because of course back then it did offend people. Again, this this all comes down to the intent issue. Is obviously he was trying to impersonate someone that he respected, someone that he was a fan of, someone that mm-hmm. was his friend, someone that, as he said, he was his guy. Yeah. So that comes into the the content was offensive, but the intent was not. So then, is there a diff- Is there just a different level of severity? Is that is that what the thing is? Yeah, you would you would think so. Because I mean, there's been episodes of Scrubs taken down where Turk has white face and JD has black face. Yeah, it was Turk's idea, and they were going to. He said, "Oh, you you with me? They'll love it." But he came to the door, was up, and of course, that was taken down that episode. Yeah. There's no offense intended there. And that was. I can imagine anyone actually being offended by that. Perhaps there was. Yeah. But it was more of one of those sort of things. Well, this 
incident has been cancelled. So we're going to have to make sure that none of ours could be misconstrued in the same way. Exactly. He, it was done proactively uh, by the showrunner, yeah. Bill. He saw that it was an issue in other circles, and he decided to take them down himself. And yeah. I think Zach even addressed that. He said uh, while he was doing the sketch, he did not feel comfortable. And there was a time when they were doing rehearsals and he was in blackface and there was a bunch of black men and women at this house party in the scene that he was in that were just kind of giving him the side eye and giving him these looks like they really didn't appreciate what was going on at the time. It's one of those things, if that sketch had been written by a black person, it might not, they might not have felt that way. But then if you get a white person writing that scene and you've got black people on set, then they might think, hang on a minute, is this, is there some intent behind it? And that's the thing you can never know. Now, I don't want to go into this particularly, but the whole Derek Chauvin situation, yeah, it's one of those things. Certain people believe that was a racially motivated attack. There's no evidence necessarily to say that it was racially motivated, which is why he hasn't been done on racial lines, because there's no specific evidence saying this is racially motivated. So again, it's it's one of those things where it comes down to intent. Again, I think he probably didn't intend on killing a guy, but what he his actions were facilitated killing someone because he was doing something which could have led to killing someone, which he shouldn't have done, which is why he was done for manslaughter. So uh, it was manslaughter and second degree murder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the difference with that is manslaughter is usually accidental yeah here anyway second degree is heat of the moment yeah which you you can see why that was both of those things because again there was no evidence it might have been but there was no evidence to say it was racially motivated there's no evidence they wanted to kill him or that it was premeditated yeah but the evidence that was clear is that the man had again we we all know the answer we don't really need to go into this but the man was completely incapacitated he uh, he was no threat to him and yet he was doing something which clearly could lead to his death so it was just it was obvious those two things were obvious anything further than that though is conjecture which leads into the same sort of thing that we're talking about now where where intent is is the crucial part of some of this stuff to take it to the next level so is content this level and then intent the full level or can content sometimes just not be anything yeah it's hard to know isn't it yeah yeah especially with hot button issues like that absolutely yeah so that was Fallon, and he actually addressed it as well. He thanked everyone. F- he thanked everyone for canceling him. Said that he deserved it, uh, which was big of him. I guess you know he. It is, or it could just be trying to avoid anything further. But trying to own up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So then next, I have um, J.K. Rowling. Yeah. The, the author of all the Harry Potter books. Uh, yeah. She went on a Twitter rant, said to be transphobic. Yes. I believe, I, d- I don't know the whole story on this. I've actually not looked into it, but I believe her was concern was over toilets. 
It was the bathrooms, yeah. It was the bath <clears throat> where she was concerned that what stage of transitioning or what level of strength or someone perhaps even using the guise of being transgender to get into female bathrooms. That was what she was concerned about, which is an understandable concern, realistically, because if someone were to misuse that situation, there is always someone who will find that situation, find a loophole in that situation. Yes, yes. And it's not against trans people. It's against potential rapists using the trans laws to their advantage. Yeah, that also, I feel, applies to the sporting world. Yes. Uh, We have grown-ass men, you know, 6'3", 260 pounds of muscle, identifying as a woman, which to each their own. But when it comes to competitive sports, they're going out and just killing people in a women's league. A woman is not allowed to take testosterone and compete. That is a performance-enhancing drug, which she would be kicked out for. Which males have naturally. This person who's identifying a woman, who's transitioned to to a woman is a woman in if you're going to use that term specifically is a woman but they have been on testosterone for their entire life up their to the point life, where yeah. they transitioned and the one of the arguments is this idea of yeah but now they're taking estrogen but estrogen naturally helps you maintain muscle mass <laughs> so <laughs> they've been on testosterone whether they do, I don't know, do they do something to reduce the amount of testosterone your body produces? I don't know. Or does the estrogen counteract the testosterone production? I don't know. But either way, taking the estrogen maintains the muscle mass that you've gained from having testosterone within your system. Your entire life. Yeah. Your entire life. So you have a, a massive advantage. Yes. Which uh, a woman born to that sex of female has never been able to have and is not allowed to have to compete. So it's a completely unfair thing. I don't know what the answer is to that, though. Yeah, it's... You you don't want to have a trans league, do you? Well, that's not up to me. Or do you? (laughs) I (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. See, well, if you do that, they can be considered as, like... I guess there's the pros and cons. You want to do there that? Is, yeah. They that have a could league. be considered transphobic. That could be. Yeah, they could be considered segregating them off. Like you don't belong yeah. here. Have your own yeah. league, or it could be you have a league of your own. Yeah. Identify but, what you want. But then women and men are separated in sports for obvious reasons. It, exactly. Exactly. There's there's so, just certain like professional football. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry, but women these guys are actual they're actual monsters they're a a woman cannot be 360 pounds and be that physically powerful and athletic just being that size is incredibly rare it's it's incredibly rare to be that size and pretty much aren't any women that are but to be that size and that athletic you know these men are not you know they're not fat 
They are no. 360 pounds of pure muscle. They will go through anything. They could probably run at a brick wall and the brick wall would crumble before they... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before they get to it. These are... Mon- the brick wall would turn and run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are freaks. And this comes into what Joe Rogan has said on one of his specials is women should not be allowed to compete against men because men should not be allowed to compete against men because there's men and then there's men yeah and they are different (laughs) because i am not gonna go up against one of those football players so (laughs) what about a sport that has weight classes like in my opinion combat sports yeah i believe women can hold their own against a man if it's their same size you know size weight class there's now, absolutely been situations where that has happened. Yeah. And that just comes down to your ability and yeah. your talent. And, uh, yeah. oh, I believe the women can hold a candle big time. That, that is, I believe it's right. But the, the most important thing is because there was, a, there was, there was a situation where a trans woman was competing in the female division, in a female division as we said about before, more powerful because the testosterone level is yeah. higher for it. And she had not declared that she used to be a man. Oh. So she was fighting women when she was a trans woman and she was, it looked like a man beating the shit out of a woman. That's <laughs> yeah. what the fights looked like. Yeah. And because she hadn't declared it, there, there was people that were willing to fight her. There were other women that were will, willing to fight her. But because she hadn't declared it, she was taking on people who were, didn't realize they were effectively going into a fight with someone who had the physicality of a man. Yeah. And she was beating the shit out of them. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. The, the, so the most important thing is here is if a woman is willing to fight someone in that situation as long as everyone's happy everyone knows what's going on full disclosure go ahead there's nothing wrong with that as long as oh. everybody's everything is known everything's out on the table full Not disclosure literally. yeah full disclosure absolutely yeah because there's been women there's i mean amanda nunez she would beat up 99.99999 percent of males hundred percent uh 99 of the women that compete in combat sports would probably break me. oh yeah but amanda nunez is she's just so so talented yeah like i mean her skill level beats out physicality because she's so skilled as well yeah and That's that goes what that, I'm thinking. <laughs> it goes like, for a lot of them <laughs> yeah yeah they're talking but, about yeah. you know the ronda rousey's the uh the old yeah. school, we got, you know, Gina Carano, who yep. was also been mentioned in cancel culture. Yes. And let's talk about Gina Carano. <laughs> let's talk about Gina. <laughs> so what she said on Twitter, which got, she didn't get kicked off the show. They just didn't continue her contract for another series of episodes. She was, all, her uh, contract had already ran out. Yeah. You can't, uh, you can't upset the mouse. Disney will the, not the, fall for it. No, no, they don't. I mean, Johnny Depp knows that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing that's tricky about that is because what she said was factually true. The Nazi regime 
did make steady incremental changes which created a culture of extreme hatred towards Jewish people. The attitude that was instilled was basically, look how much they have and look how little you have. So even a pretty strong-minded person can fall for that. And there's clear cases that are going on right now which prove that because we see it in parts of society like, um, as we said about Polish people and Mexican people, they're stealing our jobs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> as South Park likes to point out. They're taking our jobs. They're taking our jobs. <laughs> and then you've got the Chinese virus, which at the moment has created a huge amount of Asian hate. It's, oh, yes. not, it's not some American Asian person's fault that the coronavirus is here. And yet people are attacking them in the streets. So it's it's you know this thing is happening now that happened in nazi germany i'm not saying to the same extent there's no genocide that i know of yeah but this sort of manipulation of hatred that happened towards jewish people their neighbors attacking them which is what's happening with asian people now it's people in the street this is this isn't this isn't the government attacking them yeah although donald trump was technically government and did call it the chinese virus or whatever he called it he called it a kung flu kung flu there you yeah. go so he he was the one of the people who pushed for this level of hatred in yeah. the way that hitler called uh, jewish people the males had to be called well the females had to be called sarah jew and the males had to be called israel jew i believe and they had to wear star of david's on their arms they had to have it in their stores in the front window so yeah. everybody knew who the jewish people were and then he told everybody that Jewish people are the reason that you're poor. They've stolen all your money. That's the kind of thing that happened in Nazi Germany. So what she said was actually true. And this was after a period of hyperinflation, which happened. He, he just pulled them out of um, rampant, rampant poverty because hyperinflation happened. And basically, you know, if you want to go and buy a loaf of bread, there were people taking wheelbarrows mounded with money to go and get a piece of bread they pick up turn around pick up the piece of bread turn back round money was on the floor someone had stolen a wheelbarrow because mm-hmm. the money was worth <laughs> but the, wheel... so, you know, but the, the wheelbarrow children, had worth these, these people's children were starving they were starving they couldn't even buy a loaf of bread and this guy had come along this very charismatic guy and told he won the nobel peace prize remember in 1937 1938 he won the Nobel Peace Prize for his work at getting them out of this level of depression. But he comes along and says, it's that Jewish person's fault. They're the reason. And that facilitated that level of anger. The problem that she made is she likened this to the way that right wing people are being treated in American society at the moment. That's what I think was the reason that people got so angry because she was trying to make out that left-wing people were like civilians in nazi germany who had been manipulated by the nazi regime or if we're just being real here people could have just seen the word nazi and triggered and that's all it takes nowadays you don't learn a lot of nazi history do you in schools you learn mostly civil wars american civil war no no uh world war ii and uh, yeah, all oh, the Holocaust and all that was a pretty big part of 
All right. Okay. I can't I, remember I what grade it was. Mostly civil, because pretty much all of my historical education was about the First and Second World War throughout my entire school, at least yeah. secondary school anyway. So, And I did it in uh, um, A-level as well. So seven years. Yeah, we... Uh, Germany. We, of course, we touched on like civil war, uh, slavery. Then, you know, of course, we learned about when we separated from you bastards in the revolution. Um, Or was that Vietnam? I'm glad you did. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, we 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 had a lot. We we learned we delved pretty deep into World War Two and the Holocaust and and things of the sort. Because I've spoken to people before, and they basically said they didn't really know anything about it. It must be the difference people in school. Didn't then. They either didn't <laughs> listen, the difference in school, the content, because I don't know if the instructor has control over I know they have to follow a lesson plan, Yeah, but I don't know if they have control over how deep they delve into each subject, Yeah, if they're going to you know, go heavy the, on one and go lighter on another. Yeah. I, th- I think the situation for her is that I, I don't know. Again, this is all about intent. I don't know whether what she was saying was meant to be perceived in that way. I personally think what she was saying is this is how it can go. You know, it's not a government oppressing someone. It's them convincing people that they should hate you. And I think there is an element of that in the Republican in the, the against re- people who call themselves Republican now, especially with like your gun rights, the amount of people that hate people who like guns. Yeah, you know that there is an element of that in the media, which makes you think it is almost admitting you're Republican is almost can be considered shameful for some people. But again, all of this to me personally it comes down to this collectivism thing. So if you liken yourself, like, I'm this race, I'm this nationality, I have this political standpoint. I, th- I personally think collectivism is the enemy. Like when I say that I'm not nationalist and I don't think about my um, heritage and stuff like that. Because you're a horrible person. I, don't be- I, d- I am a horrible person <laughs> and I don't know my culture and I should learn my culture. But it's because I don't, I don't believe in this idea of collectivism. I don't believe the fact that I was born on this single piece of soil has any bearing on who I am or what I think or what I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about racism, that's all built on this idea of collectivism. It's because there's obviously different levels of racism, but certain people I know, they're, they're a level of racism where they're not necessarily actively against black people they just think that black people behave in a certain way because they're black that's a type of racism that's collectivism it's not necessarily as extreme as saying i have any hatred towards these people it's just they like fried chicken that's a very common one isn't it that you hear and that's a form of collectivism who the hell doesn't like fried chicken (laughs) <laughs> i don't care what nationality you are i love fried chicken yeah that's, just that's my favorite shit <laughs> no yeah I I, so I I get you um you've got to think about people as individuals and i th- i think that's something partly what gina was alluding to perhaps maybe not in that depth but in this idea of you shouldn't 
you shouldn't be against someone if they say they're Republican. Because a Republican standpoint is effectively what in the UK is a conservative standpoint, this idea of a low taxes, trickle down economy, successful business people, trickle them all down to the lower class. Everyone has a good level of living. The kind of Ronald Reagan, which was considered a very, very successful time in American history. Ronald Reagan, wasn't it? Yeah. That sort of type of society. Republican doesn't necessarily mean that you're some mass shooting gun nut who praise be Jesus as you yeah. shoot yourself someone in the face. But the problem it doesn't is necessarily mean that. That's how it's perceived though. Someone exactly. says they're Republican, a lot it's, of times they're a bad person. They don't care. Polar, they don't care about human rights. Yeah. 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 Which I mean we could we'll definitely I'm sure we'll do a whole episode on polarization at some point because it's such a big thing especially in american society at the moment in every aspect of everything you seem yeah. to be able to polarize people pineapple doesn't go on pizza yes it does i'll kill you <laughs> no it doesn't by the way <laughs> <laughs> mahalo <laughs> so yeah <laughs> you guys are good at that oh for the, for the best yeah they're taking our jobs. Taking our jobs. All right. And then we can uh, just want to bring up one more before we go, because this one is kind of not strange to me, but I don't know if it's worth an actual cancellation. So we have Ellen. All right. She's huge. She's enormous. She has been canceled for creating a toxic work environment. And that's just people, you know, claims. It's all claims right now. Uh, people aren't allowed to talk to her. You're not supposed to look at her in the eye when you're backstage. Uh, she's not the person that she claimed that she plays on camera. You know, everyone has their on-camera persona. I mean, of course they do. And then they have their real world persona. And then, yeah, and then they have the real life. So the <laughs> Which way again, I understand- comes down to this idea of idealization. Yeah. So from my understanding, though, a lot of these shows are taped, you know, multiple shows in a day. They put in so many hours. I know at work, I get to a point where I don't want to talk to anybody. Uh, and you would think, you know, between taping is their time. It's their time to, to decompress, to kind of relax a little bit, to get themselves together. And you don't want 20, 30 people coming up to you, yapping, bothering you. Now, I'm not saying that these were actual there's these claims actually happen that you know you're not allowed to look at her in the eyes you're not allowed to talk to her um but if it was i think i can understand it just for the fact that i get annoyed easily when it comes to people yeah easily there's no question about that if i have a busy day and i have a couple of minutes to just get back and breathe. A lot of times someone will come up to me with an issue, a question, you know, I'm in a position of management. So there's always someone that has a question or a complaint or a problem. And I get angry, (laughs) you know, someone comes (laughs) up, if I, if I have five minutes to just sit and breathe and someone comes up to me more times than not, I'm a pretty angry guy. I just want you to get the hell away from me. Give me my five minutes. Wait till I'm back out there before you start you know, hounding me with questions. As I, 
I've always sort of like because we listen to the radio at work and stuff. Like, you know, you just have the radio on, and I always think you've got these people on the radio, and their mood is so chipper all the time. They always seem like in such a bouncy, upbeat mood, and all I keep thinking is, how the hell do you keep that up? Yeah, for that three hours every single day. How it do takes, you do it? It, it? it takes a lot. Uh, it, it, it does take a lot. You can't be, what, no matter what's going on in your life, you have to be that upbeat for your show on TV, on TV, radio, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And that must be so difficult. As someone who's had a fair share of mental health, whatever, it, it's so hard sometimes to bring yourself up that amount of times. Yes. Just so people see you as in a good mood. So amplify that by a thousand because you've got to be on TV doing that, doing interviews with people. And then you've got to keep getting yourself up for that. I, I could understand it. Obviously, I don't know what the situation actually happened. Exactly. Assuming it's just something like that, I it's, can totally understand it. It's all speculation. And I can attest to that. I know I have to. It doesn't make it right to the people that have been if they've been offended yeah actively offended or actively pushed it doesn't make it right but at least these people are human ellen's a human so you can't expect her to be squeaky clean you can't expect her to be perfect you can't expect her to just be this upbeat persona person every minute of every day and then going back to the beginning of when we were talking about she is seen as a squeaky clean person for sure she's that good-hearted person that just wants to help people that just wants to dance and laugh and all that so a claim like this would absolutely bury someone like her and this is the interesting part is because what we were sort of saying about how um public perception is always so important and saying one thing that's out of character really um affects someone who's seen in a certain way whereas it wouldn't affect someone who's like trump been seen in a different way yeah these are very minor allegations really yes it's this toxic work environment where you can't look at someone or can't engage with someone between takes that's quite a minor allegation really that's why i had her on the list here but because her perception is so so good it's that minor thing that could tank it if you said Donald Trump had been saying people can't look at me between things. You'd be like, "Well, that's fucking that's Donald Trump, isn't yeah. it?" Yeah, yeah, that's, that's just a fact. Not, you wouldn't, you wouldn't bat an eyelid at that. You wouldn't question it. Yeah, it's minor, but because of how high up she is on the pedestal, that little minor thing is enough to knock her off. Mm-hmm. As we're going to go away from this, I'm going to completely undermine absolutely everything we've said. Because there's some people that I absolutely should be cancelled, think should be cancelled. Those fucking Paul brothers. <laughs> Those absolute pricks. Because they are popular for being douches. Is that One's Jake popular and... for being... Uh, no, both of them. But both yeah, of them I, get, I don't know their names. <laughs> the, the one... The one went to China. I don't know which one it was. The one that filmed the dead body. And I think yeah. he sued, sued over that. Yeah. But another part is I saw a different video of when he went to China. And what he did was he bought a Game Boy from, from like a woman at the market. Went around the corner 
videoed him like smashing it on the floor and took it back and said, this is broken. I want my money back. If any other multi-millionaire went and did that, they would be torched because this is some poor woman living in a very impoverished country. Yeah. And he's trying to just make 50p, 50 cents probably. That's probably what it costs for them to sell that thing. Yeah. And she's just trying to make a living, maybe feed her children. Who knows? Because God knows what the situation is in China. That is a real fucking arsehole move. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that. And then we Name have... another millionaire, multimillionaire that could do that. Name a celebrity that could do that and get away with it. There isn't one. No. No, but these influencers have different, different rule set, and that'll and be for got, another episode. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then you've got the other one, which is the one who the boxer, the boxer who won't, the boxer who won't fight boxers. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's had what three pro fights. So he wants to fight someone who's had. Well, if he's going to fight a boxer, he, they're claiming that he'll fight um, the Fury brother, Nick, the young brother. Not Nick Fury, that's from uh, Marvel. <laughs> that's Marvel, yeah. <laughs> Tyson Fury. No, his younger brother, isn't oh, it? Um, I, his name yeah, escapes because me. Because he's, he's had something like five pro fights or something. Yeah. And this poor guy is claiming, thinks that he's had three pro fights. But who's he for? He's for a YouTuber. A YouTuber, a, pro fight, a basketball a, player. A ba- former basketball player and a wrestler. And a wrestler, yeah. <laughs> Who is, <laughs> let's be honest... He's one of the worst strikers in the UFC. I've he seen his highlights would... and I was looking for striking highlights and they did not exist. He never, ever would have made it in the UFC if it hadn't have been for the fact that he was so successful at Bellator. Yeah. And Bellator, you don't have to be the all-round fighter that you have to be in the UFC. No. UFC's fighters need to be good in absolutely everything. They're I freaks. Mean, like, you get these effectively boxers but if your takedown defense is no good, a guy like Ben Askren would would destroy you. Well, like um, take apart your weeks. Yeah, the perfect example, um, Hoist Gracie. But he fought him at a boxing match. Yeah. So normally Ben Askren, if he'd been fighting this poor guy in an octagon, he'd known he was a better striker. He'd take him down and he'd submit him. And ground, and it probably you know, would have lasted 30 seconds. Submit, ground and pound. But you're not allowed to do that. So you've got to go over your stand-up game, which Ben Askren, it's not in his wheelhouse. No. And he's a lot smaller. And <laughs> he was out of shape. <laughs> and there's calls that he might have been fixed. Yeah, I just to get a payday. Fixed. Thing is, I, I'm not sure if it was fixed because realistically, a guy, Paul size, who I believe has probably trained for multiple years, is mm-hmm. going to beat a guy who is a, basically a complete novice boxer and would never, ever make it as a boxer Yeah, because he's not a striker. He's a yeah. wrestler, world-class wrestler, a fantastic wrestler, Olympic medalist, I believe. Which does but nothing for you in the boxing ring. Which is irrelevant. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's irrelevant in a boxing ring. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they should be cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? We need your help, guys. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's get them gone. And no, I don't want to fight him if he sees this because why the hell does everything? This this isn't my dad's tougher than your dad. This is you're a fucking arsehole and you should be off TV or YouTube or any of it. And none of us ever want to hear it from you again. (laughs) 
world's better off without you me again then i'll leave (laughs) (laughs) yeah me too fuck it why not yeah well you know i'll have a couple of um semi-professional tiddlywinks competitions against people who've got no hands first but after that once i've made my millions (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm just gonna start racing um morbidly obese people oh yeah yeah that'll be my that'll be my claim to fame yeah yeah just yeah technically nfl players are morbidly obese in those terms so don't race one of them yeah no you know what i take that back (laughs) i'll just stick to the video games i'm gonna start racing mice (laughs) Mice. i think i could outpace a mice a mouse even (laughs) no i think they'll destroy you I might not be able to. I have no idea how fast a mouse is actually. Yeah, they're pretty fast. They're pretty quick for their size. Yeah. Relative. Whereas yeah. I'm not. They're uh yeah. <laughs> they're not predators. <laughs> they're they're prey. They need, you know. Yeah, they've they got to have, have that speed. They have speed, yeah. Gotta have that speed. That's the bit we're gonna get cancelled for. Me saying that I'm gonna outrate out class a mouse. Oh, I know. We're gonna have all these like anti-mouse hate groups on us yeah hashtag vegan cat (laughs) (laughs) they're coming for us be ready cats don't eat mice they're vegans yeah (laughs) and that's okay i totally support that to each their own feeding feeding a carnivore veg it's really supportful (laughs) All right, that's all for this time. This is has been Yankee and the Brit. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, drop your comments down below. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, let us know. We'll be sure to address them. Um, our next episode is going to be on the comparison of the education system between the British and American people and why the British are said, said to be more intelligent than their American counterparts. Definitely are. Yeah, we'll eat a, <laughs> eat a spot of dick, man, right? So, again, thanks for watching, everyone. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll see you next time.